For those of you who listened to more than one or two of my podcasts, you will probably already know my views on professional photography qualifications. They are, to me at least, one of the most intelligent, reliable and frankly efficient ways of developing your skills as a professional photographer. Irrespective, <laughs> irrespective of whether you think the letters have any value to you as a person, as a creative or as a marketing tool for your business, and I think all of those are applicable, qualifications are most certainly the best way to get feedback and to develop your craft. And it is also my privilege to be one of those photographers who is regularly asked to be an assessor for the various associations who manage this process and award these qualifications. And a couple of weeks ago, the British Institute of Professional Photography, one of the UK's most prestigious professional photography associations, held a two-day qualifications judging at its headquarters in Preston, up in the northwest of England. And so I thought, I thought it might be interesting to drag a microphone and a recorder and ask my fellow judges for some insights into what they think about qualifications, what they were looking forward to. And then when the dust had settled and we're drinking a cup of tea, is to ask them how they felt it had gone. I'm Paul, and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. Hey, one and all, hope you're well. Uh, I'm not going to do the diary and all of that stuff on this particular podcast because I think I'm going to dedicate it entirely, entirely to the judging that we went through a couple of weeks ago for the qualifications for the British Institute of Professional Photography. I'm one of seven judges. So those that are up there are Soraya Corterville, Catherine Beltramini, James Mosserwhite, Sean Conboy, Dave Stanbury and me. And you'll hear all of those voices during this particular podcast. And all of us are being overseen by the chair of qualifications, Scott Johnson. Each of us brings slightly different experiences and slightly different um, specialisms, special, can't even say it, can't even say it, specialisms, specialisms uh, to the process. For instance, I'm a portrait photographer. Uh, Sean Conboy is one of the world's best commercial photographers. And all of us have different skills and different things that we bring to the fore. And having a panel of judges look at the images means that no single preference or no single prejudice, more importantly, can override any other. And the process is quite simple. Each candidate puts up 20 printed images, a panel of 20 images. They're displayed, they're laid out before we enter the room and they're displayed ready for us to have a look. Each of us as a judge has a working profile, it's called, which describes things to do with the way that photographer works, their business, because these are professional qualifications, which means they must be running their business in a professional way. And as such, it means that we're looking for things like insurance and processes, the way they deal with their clients, as well as information behind the images that they are showing us. We're looking for a story, but in the end, we're looking at the quality of the work. The judges come into the room, the candidate will give us a brief introduction about them, their business and their work, and then they will leave. And then we get to peruse the images for as long as we need to make a decision. And we're looking for many things. And later in the podcast, I'll share a little bit of the briefing that our chair of judges, Scott Johnson, gave us as judges as to what he was looking for and hoping that we would pay attention to. And that's really important 
that briefing is one of the key parts of how we are going to assess those images because it gives us the guidelines as to what it is we need to consider and in certain instances what we need to ignore. But each of those panels is assessed by five judges and at the end of that, oh by the way it's done in silence, complete silence which if you know me is really hard and I'm not the only one in that room that finds it almost impossible not to mutter and laugh and just enjoy the process I guess because it is truly a privilege to do this. It is truly wonderful to spend time enjoying the very best of people's work. Anyway, at the end of it, uh, the judges all line up and one by one, or actually all together, we simply give a thumbs up, thumbs down as to whether we believe this panel, this body of work has reached the relevant standard for the qualification that it's being submitted for, whether that's licentiate, whether that's associateship or whether it's fellowship. And essentially what we're doing is a peer review. Essentially, we're asking of that body of work, is this of a standard where other licentiates, other associates, other fellows would consider it to be of, of a high enough standard that they're happy that this photographer is going to call themselves one of that peer group. And that's the best way to think about it. It's a wonderful thing when someone passes, of course, it's terribly sad when somebody doesn't. Uh, but the work is, we're assessing a panel of work. It's not that photographer that we're judging, not really. What we're judging is the work they've presented. And that's where these things are really, truly powerful because it gives you an opportunity to take your very best, the very best of your work, print it to the highest possible quality and present it in a way that is meaningful and thoughtful and shows just how good you are or how good rather your work is i keep having to separate the two out it's important really when somebody is when somebody's work is unsuccessful we're quite careful about that wording it's not that that photographer has failed that's a really dreadful psychology it's that on that day with those judges with this body of work the panel has been unsuccessful this time and it's important that it's encouraging, it's important that it's nurturing, because otherwise everything that I spout, everything that I spout about qualifications is, of course, null and void. If we destroy someone's confidence in the process, that doesn't help anyone develop at all. In fact, it puts people off. It's the exact opposite of what we want it to be. And so each of us, each of us has a role in making sure that the process is a positive one, the process is an energizing one, and it's one that's a continuum. It's not a, it's not a set point. Even when you attain fellowship, that's not the end of the road. In fact, I've laughed about it for years. I became a better photographer. My work improved after I gained my fellowship. Obviously, I'd had to develop and improve to get my fellowship, but afterwards, that's when the real change happened. Something unlocked in my head and my work just flew. And that's why I firmly believe in this process. Anyway, that's how we do it. Uh, and at the end, we advise them if their work has been successful or sadly, if it hasn't. And then irrespective of whether the work has passed or whether the work didn't pass, one of the judges will talk through with the candidate about their work and the things they can do uh, if necessary, to improve their work or simply just to say, we loved this, this, this and this. You should continue to do that and do more of it. Anyway, I thought I'd ask each of the judges for some of the things that they might be looking for. Uh, you'll get used to their voices, but this first voice you'll hear 
is James Mosserwhite. And some of the recordings are a little bit rough. All right, do, I do apologise. We're having to do this at COVID safe distances. I'm doing it in corridors. Some of the interviews are taken outside. Uh, we get, we're doing it in gaps between judging. It, I thought it'd be easy and it wasn't. Uh, but nonetheless, hopefully what you hear is useful and interesting. And at the end, I'll give you my insights as to what I learned and what I gleaned. But let's start with James Mosselwhite, who is an extraordinary, an extraordinary portrait photographer. And the first thing I asked him was, why does he get involved with judging? Uh, I judge because I see it as giving back. I really enjoy seeing prints and I enjoy the art of creating a print. I think that that's a lost art. And, I, and, and every time I say that, I have to take a step back because I start to sound like the photographers that I listened to when I was younger. Um, <laughs> but I do think that the process of being a photographer should finish with a print. Like I think that's the creative process. And so much of what we um, produce these days is at the behest of likes and shares and, and, and snapshots and things that you show to each other on their phones and cameras. Um, whereas the, the real art and craft in photography is in print. So I do this because it's giving back and because I really enjoy seeing prints. Uh, uh, you know what, me and you would agree all day. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, like, things like, not only the processing of an image, which is, I mean, a lot of, a lot of old school or whatever would say that the, the art is lost once you take a foot out of the dark room, like literally from decades, that, that sort of mentality. Uh, the darkroom is now just on your PC in terms of like the things that you're seeing in an image and the way that you process an image. And then the whole skill set of the paper choice um, and the way that you present the image on a print and all that kind of thing is, is, is a different skill set altogether. So it's really seeing all these skill sets come together in the form of one print. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Mm. Uh, we're about to step into day one of two days of judging. Yes. What would you love to feel? What would you love to see and how would you love to feel? at the end of the two days? I'd love to see someone achieve something that they didn't think that they could, that they didn't think was possible at some stage in their career, because that's a feeling that I'm very familiar with. And I think stretching, it's a conversation I had with my son a couple of days ago about how you, if you, you, the world is gonna tell you at different points in your life that you can't achieve things. And we all at some stage in our careers, I think have looked at other photographers who have achieved things and thought I couldn't possibly achieve that. And then taking your first steps on a journey towards achieving that, I think is so rewarding because it's not about a certificate on a wall and it's not about what happens today. It's about every step of that journey up until this point and that leading to hopefully a better career and a more fulfilling artistic career as well as a commercial one after today. So that's what I'm looking for. And also to see... You want to see inspiring work, but it's so difficult to see unique inspiring work these days because almost everything's been done. But ultimately, I want to see something on the wall that has heart and that has someone's real passion shown on the wall. And I know passion is a word that's been overused, but you can tell when someone's really poured their heart into a project and it really means something. And I think that deserves credit and it deserves attention and it deserves being lifted up, which is what the point of awards and qualifications are. And you said about... You'd love to see someone achieve something you, they didn't think would, and after today, basically I'm paraphrasing you, but you'd like to see their career fly. Mm. Do you think qualifications do that? 
Um, I don't think the qualification itself does it. No, I, but, but, um, no, but by that I mean I don't think that having a certificate on the wall does that. The experience and the learning process and the photographer you end up being com is, compared to the one that you started the journey was is the important thing. And that's what qualifications provide. No one has a successful qualification journey and at the end of the qualification journey is a worse photographer when they started. In every instance, there are better, more better equipped photographer for dealing either for either in like in my case, dealing with different circumstances and being more adaptable or in most cases, creating a niche for themselves where they can really flourish in, in a really, really competitive marketplace. I'll talk to you again tomorrow and ask you where to be found. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So there you go. As always, as always, James has both an interesting and valid view of whatever it is you ask him about the interesting about the industry rather and so after that i asked catherine beltramini who is a portrait photographer again we're all fellows of the british institute of professional photography so that gives you an idea of the experience level in the room catherine's work is simply exquisite if you get a chance google her name catherine beltramini it will take you to there aren't many there aren't any other Catherine Beltraminis as far as I know and it will take you to her website which is just full of the most stunning work why why do you want to judge I want to see some I enjoy seeing people's work something different um, I'm excited to see what people are going to produce why because I've you, been through the process myself right. yeah and it's such an amazing journey um, also, to be part of that, you know, judging process, um, I just feel like, you know, you're helping people along as well. Why do you it's think really qualifications are valuable to photographers? Because you're here, you're doing this for nothing, like we all are, so you must believe in them. It's, for me, it's a personal achievement um, over and above everything else. It has helped me in business. I've got um, quite a few business from it, actually, especially as my last, as my fellowship qualification. So, yeah, there's that. And if, so this, we, I just said this to James, we're at the beginning of two days of judging. And if I could ask you at the end tomorrow, what is it that you would love to be able to tell me? What would you love to see over the next 48 hours that would just excite you? Oh, um, different genres for a, for a start. Something that just, when you walk in the room, you think, oh, wow. Um, yeah, just and, and a look, just good work and to yeah. see people, you know, achieve. Were you nervous when you submitted? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was very, very nervous. I know how it feels for, for What made you nervous? Not because no, my th what I was shooting was completely different, and I didn't know where that would sit, and I didn't know what people would think of it. But surely, you know, I've talked to judges, and everyone says they'd love to see something exciting and different. And mm. what you just described is something you were doing something different. Yes. And yet that terrified you. Yes, because it's different. It's not the same old, and you don't know where how that's going to be. You know, how they're going to take it. So how do we encourage? photographers to be different given although it excites oh, us as judges yeah. it terrifies you as a creative don't be afraid to experiment and um, to go where your heart takes you but you just said you were terrified submitting I was, I was. <laughs> but that's what that was my passion to go and shoot 
these different areas that I did. Um, I was very tempted just to do portrait headshots yeah. again, again, again for all my qualifications. But um, you've got to, you've got to branch out. You've got to, you know, experiment in different things. And so now to Sean Conboy, who is not only not only one of the world's great commercial photographers, he's also an incredibly nice guy, an annoyingly nice guy. And if you think these interviews are serious, this is how this interview started. Stop grinning! And so it went on. And there's one thing about Sean, whatever else, is he's such a nice guy, but do not ever ever try to outdo him on the story front. This is a photographer who has more stories in his back pocket than your average journalist. Anyway, Sean Conboy. Uh, well, I think it's part of any photographer's progress throughout things. It's very difficult. As, as photographers, I think we all work alone. We're all in our little worlds. Let's, let's be honest about that. So to be able to go out to your peers and see what your peers feel about what you can do and what you can achieve, I think it's really great feedback. I know your clients give you great feedback and that's good. But for your peers to do that, I think it's a great experience. And it's just maybe just pulling you out of your comfort zone and pushing you on, pushing your work on a little bit further all the time. So I, I like the idea of that process. And why do you give up your time as a judge? Uh, very much, I mean, today we're doing it for the Institute. And the reason I do it for the Institute, I've been a member for many, many years. And I cannot tell you how much help I've had from the Institute, from photographers in the Institute, I should say, the networking ability. And people helped me when I was starting for my career in so many ways from photographic ability to business and everything like that so to be able to put something back to me is really important so I really enjoy the fact that I can put something back and at the same time I love looking at photographs so the opportunity to look at photographs and most importantly with a panel of fellow judges of other disciplines from other areas I really enjoy that the different ability you know different disciplines and the feedback you get from the different photographers and, and you said you got loads back from the from the british institute of professional photographers he says yeah. to use its full name yes um how do you think we can help photographers get more out of the associations because the lament of so many is i get nothing out of it and yet you and i would stand here and say we've got loads out of it how do you think we can help photographers get more out of their membership well, that's a good point. That's a really good point. There's probably maybe where the, the associations need to do a bit better with their communication. Perhaps that's a good point. But I think, the, for me, the key thing about the Institute or, the, or any association is the networking ability. Where else can you go and meet fellow photographers and and some of the best fellow photographers as well? You know, people you admire, you look up to. And, you know, people from all different levels of photography. It's just the ability to mix with other photographers, talk photography, learn things from. And that, to me, is the real key. Because, you know, you might look at some sort of like wedding photography. I've never done a wedding in my life, but I love listening to stories about wedding photography. I find it really interesting. It's what, it's, it's, it's like what, yeah, I sound really, you found bad saying this, but it's like the JFK thing. What can I do? What country? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's being, putting things back in and you will then get it out of it in the same way. It's that networking to me is the real key of it all, really. I mean, you'll get your improved insurance prices and things like that. That's not what interests me. It's that meet, mixing and meeting other photographers. Yeah. So we're going to be here for 48 hours or so yeah. for the next two days. If I could ask you at the end of this process, how would you like to feel? What would you have liked to have seen 
when we say our goodbyes and don't get in touch again for another six months. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two things. Obviously, it's going to be great to see all the photography that's going to come before us, see all the different types of work, not only just the photography. I, I mean, there's a lot of supporting evidence with these submissions, which I found absolutely fascinating, how people work, their workflow process, the equipment they use, their business ideas. So it's all that to be gained from it. So by looking at that panel, you're gaining so much by reading the evidence and looking at the images. And the other great part of this is, my fellow judges, because we'll have such a laugh. That <laughs> means I get a buzz. I mean, we're off. We come. We were laughing at the start. It's that buzz of meeting your fellow judges. You might only meet once or twice a year, and it's that great buzz and feeling. And you, you, I come away with quite a warm, fuzzy feeling. I've got to be honest with you. That's why I get. I really enjoy it. Really looking forward to it. And so at this stage, I thought I would have interviewed each of the judges, but as it happened, uh, we were all called in for a briefing by our chair, Scott Johnson, who is a an absolutely incredible wedding photographer amongst many other talents and so he gave us all a briefing to talk about what to expect what he expected and how we were to undertake the process of assessing each and every panel way we're going to be doing it is um judging is silent obviously we've done it before uh, approach the prints, you can look at the prints, anything you want to. Have you got a print handler in there, is it? Let me make sure. Okay, cool. So if you want to have a look at any... And so the briefing continued and it went through each aspect of how we're going to do it, how we're going to be, how we're going to work silently so that we're not influencing each other, how we're going to handle the prints or rather ask for a print handler to handle the prints, um, how we're going to uh, signify whether we believe the panel has been successful or unsuccessful, how we're going to debate it, and then, of course, how we're going to provide feedback to each client. It's quite detailed, it's quite specific, but it's all geared to make sure the candidate has the best possible experience and that the standard of the qualifications is upheld. And there's as little, there's as little debate, there's as little opportunity for debate and doubt after the process is done. And after he'd finished his briefing, I managed to get a chance to ask Scott about what he would like to see through the process. As chair mm. of qualifications, why do you get involved in this? What, what do you get out of it? I, when I first started in this industry, I didn't know what licentiate was that bit me on the arse. But having gone through the process and looking back, my dad recently, cleared the loft and I used to, when I started the business I lived at home and he found some of my very very first sample albums I look back and I was just like oh my god why did anyone this is like not it's okay it made me money so that it was doing what it should be doing but from a personal growth aspect it was just I was I looked at it and think this is this is awful and then I started going through the process because I just I was curious I was just a bit curious if I'm honest and then I was hooked. I'm very competitive in my nature. That's just something that is, since I was 10. Um, and then... What happened at age 10? I started karate. Is that it? I started competing. And then I wanted to win everything. Um, I wanted to be the best. I started karate because a friend of mine got his black belt. And I said, I want one of those. And that was it. And I wanted, yeah, I watched Karate Kid every day. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was, and then I got one. So that's where it all kind of started. But, it, you know, I think I've said before that People don't really care because I've got two fellowships. They care because of the quality of the work I'm producing because I have two fellowships. And I think if people can go through on this through this process and really 
value it and not take it for granted and above all respect the progression of the levels of the qualification we can turn much like myself a very you know okay photographer into something really quite magical and to watch that process to go through from seeing someone at the start to fellowship and to watch their growth not only in their business but their confidence in taking pictures and everything about what they do is it's amazing, it's amazing. why don't you give up your time for free then because I've, you know, I've got a lot out of this in the last, when I qualified licentiate in 2012, and we're now, you know, time recording 2020, so we're talking almost eight years, almost nine years now, um, and I've taken so much out of the industry, and I'm a firm believer that it's now time to start giving back, and give my experiences, I'm still active, I'm still shooting, and to give my experience on my failures and my successes, and to give that back to help others along that want to take it you know not every, this is not for everybody qualification is not for everybody but those that choose to walk the path i will promise you it could be the most enlightening thing ever and i mean obviously we're halfway into day one but we've still got three halves yes <laughs> three <laughs> so halves you, yes <laughs> a day and a half to go <laughs> uh what would you love to see if i ask you at the end of tomorrow and i probably will what would you like to be saying, oh my God, it was amazing that? What is it you'd love to see? I, I like to see the successes. I like to see people that have put their heart and soul into you know, getting the pass, getting the win. But for me, it's the people that, unfortunately, you know, there will be people that could be unsuccessful. And it's whether they're going to push on from the feedback that we give them to either think, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong and come back stronger. Or just go, you know what, it's not for me and give up. I hope that doesn't happen. I'd much rather see someone back here in six months, nine months time, um, and then just really come back and having listened and taken on board what we've all said as judges and come back and knock it out of the park. And that's what I want to see. And based on the years you've been judging, what single, single piece of advice would you give a photographer who's thinking about entering? You know what, the, the critiques uh, and the, um, the feedback that we give is not, it's not personal. It's, we're trying to, we can see so much potential in photographers and you, some people have a thick skin, some have a very thin, thin skin. I started with a very thin skin and then as I've grown up and you know got more mature, it's got thicker and thicker and thicker. Much like my waistline, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but no, certainly it's, it's not personal. Um, we only want the best for the industry. And I think if we as judges have the, the ability to use the benefit of our experience to give back to potential clients, uh, to potential clients, sorry, but um, delegates that want to enter and qualify to make the overall industry better, it's not personal. We want the industry to get better. And by doing so, they'll get better as well. Perfect. I'll talk to you tomorrow at the end of all this. I'll look and let's see to how it. we go on. Over a whiskey and look forward to Over it. Over a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so by now, we're actually halfway through the first day of two days of judging. It turns out it's much harder. It's much harder to get recordings during the process than I thought it would be. I'll take that lesson for next time. Uh, however, the next two interviews you're going to hear are sequentially David Stanbury, who is a good friend of ours, part of the two fellows uh, training that we've been doing, uh, a wonderful wedding photographer uh, and an old hand in the industry. And then Soraya Corteville, who is a travel and uh, location portrait photographer. Wonderful, very energetic, very vivacious, very vibrant uh, person. And uh, so these two, I asked exactly the same questions about judging and what they would love to see come out of the process. 
Um, for me, I got involved with judging twofold. First of all, it, you get to that point really in your career where you want to start giving something back to the industry. And um, and to get to this point, you've probably been through the, the judging competition qualification process yourself. Um, and it's really good to see it from the other side. Uh, for me, I, I, I don't know, it's a bit of a cliche. I, I generally tend to learn and see something different every time I'm judging. So from my point of view, perhaps I'm being a little bit selfish here when I do the judging, is the fact that I actually get quite a bit out of it as well. But it is nice just to give something back. And, and when the applicant is successful, there is there is no better feeling. <laughs> it's true, because it means... I think the thing is... That when we see a successful applicant, it means we've seen beautiful images. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it's quite easy for people to turn around and say the industry is, is in this shape or the industry is in that shape. In that room, we get to see exactly where the industry is. And hopefully we can try and put a little input of, of keeping the industry uh, as we found it and passing that on to the next generation of, uh, of photographers. So uh, casting ourselves forward to the end of tomorrow, another mm -hmm. day and a half to go, what if I could ask you, and I will ask you what we've seen, but if I could ask you now, what do you hope your answer would be if I said, what, ex what is it you'd love to see? What would excite you? What would make your two days? What would it be? I would love to see something new, something different, something that just has that, that ability to, to, to really inspire and get the hers on the back of your neck standing up. That print quality that invites you into that print to just look at it even closer. Um, and also the story behind the images as well. I think the story, certainly when it comes to um, uh, the delegates, uh, sorry, the uh, entrants giving their uh, opinions and, and their, um, oh, what's the word, work in progress, uh, the work in progress. The profile. The profile, that's it. Um, certainly when they give their speeches as well, it's good to find the stories behind the images, the stories behind the photographers who's, who's applying for these qualifications as well. Um, we've had some great, great stories and we find out a lot about photographers. But for me, it's just seeing something new, something that just shows the passion of that uh, of that qualification that entrant who's who's hoping to get the qualification what advice would you give someone on a journey to trying to find something original and new I think find your own style I think photographers generally tend to um, be inspired by other photographers which to a degree yes is, is good for me um, and, I, and I said this during my talks and my workshops as well is I'm a wedding photographer but I generally tend not to look at wedding photographers um, some of the biggest influences have been uh, portrait photographers architectural photographers landscape photographers and I try and bring the landscape architectural portrait element into my wedding photography and that's that's where I'm creating my own style rather than saying oh hey I love that idea that your blogs photography is done I'm going to try and copy that sort of style you know so so for me it's looking elsewhere but trying to incorporate that into your your into your your vision of photography brilliant and then tomorrow I'll ask you how we got on yes <laughs> and hopefully we're all inspired for me I think qualifications are really important this is Soraya Courteville we're standing outside in a very noisy street for me I think qualifications are really important for my own for my own personal growth they've they've been really useful uh, along the years purely because it means that I have to push myself and um, yeah more in that that it, it's helped me find where I am as a photographer so what what interests me the judging bit of it and the mentoring side of it for me I still learn <laughs> through doing that from and keeping up to date with um, kind of trends in our industry, I think it's really important. No matter how high up you get, it's it's a point of 
finding where we are. So that's why I get involved. And it's really good fun. Yeah, it's great fun. I'll, yeah. I'll grant you that. Yeah. Uh, now, at the end of tomorrow, we wrap this thing up. Yeah. If I asked you at that stage, I'm asking you now. Yes. What would you have loved to have seen over the two days? What What would excite you? What is it that you'd just be like, oh, thank goodness for that? What would it be? I think for me, actually, it's when people uh, achieve their goals, it's the greatest thing for me to see. And when they've really put so much hard work into producing their bodies of work, I think it's really lovely to actually see that sense of achievement. So for me, that's what I like. At the end of these two days, and we've had it today already, so it's been very positive. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, if you could give uh, a photographer one single piece of guiding advice when it came to qualifications, what might it be? Uh, give yourself enough time cause, and most certainly get a mentor and it's generally the so ones... two pieces of advice sorry, what two pieces sorry. of advice <laughs> always overdo it um, no I think get, getting a mentor is, is imperative and we've seen obviously today the guys that have had um, constant mentoring are more likely to be successful but it is giving yourself enough time and planning people leave everything to the last minute and then they'll fail on print quality and things like that yes I know. The wind blew up, and of course, even with a dead cat on the end of the microphone, it didn't stop the fact that the wind noise uh, got onto that recording. I'm very sorry about that, but the problem is it was a really interesting... There's a couple of really interesting nuggets in there. Uh, the final question I asked Soraya was, did she think that having a deadline, having a tight deadline, added to or detracted from the creativity? Oh, that's a tricky one. Uh, it depends I, th I think if you give yourself I think it's really good to give yourself a, a, a deadline but you should also as well if you're doing kind of fellowships and things like that you give yourself enough time a lot of people rush into these things and don't actually do themselves justice really because they just want to get it done and I think yeah it's it's good to have a deadline, but be be realistic with your deadline. Okay, so I've had a chance to talk to each of the judges. And so to wrap up this section of the podcast, I sat down with Martin Baines, who's the CEO of the British Institute of Professional Photography. Now, as it happens, Martin is a very old friend of us here at the business. Uh, I've been working with him in one form or another probably for 15 or 16 years, I think. And so the two of us get on very well uh, and have an absolute ball. Uh, but I thought it'd be really interesting to sit down and have a serious conversation about life, the universe, qualifications, the Institute and where he sees the industry headed. How do you feel right now? Shattered. <laughs> if I'm honest, completely uh, emotionally drained. It's, uh, it's an amazing experience and I'm, it's really exciting. But at the same time, um, the, the rollercoaster of emotions from... Obviously, people spending weeks and years of their lives preparing for qualifications, all the supporting evidence, getting themselves here with the prints, getting 20 prints out in front of five of their peers. It's, it's an amazing experience. And the roller coaster of people who aren't successful to the, uh, you know, the, the highs of people who are incredibly successful. And uh, I really feel as, a, as the leader of the organisation, I want everybody to pass, of course, but that's not going to happen. So... I'm exhausted from it, and we've got another day. <laughs> we have, yeah, we're only halfway through. Yes. Uh, with everything you've seen so far, are you happy that the judging, the way that the way that the institute is now judging the panels, yes, is 
fair? It's absolutely fair. Um, we, we changed this, this session um, where we used to have a point scoring system, but what, what we found and talking to people like yourself and other judges with experienced judges that you're trying to mechanise something that it, it, you can't really because let's say there's a, an issue with one print that you see over a number of prints, then do you take uh, a score away from all those? And, it, and, and it, you know, you, you're looking for reasons to fail people. And with the system that we're using now, which is kind of a peer um, review, um, it's, it's much fairer and you just know if it's a licentiate, associate or fellowship, you kind of just know. And then there's a discussion generally between uh, five fellow judges or five judges that are fellows and we got it right yesterday, you know, it, it, it was good. Yeah. And what do you think the candidates were taken away? Well, this? one of the things that I instructed the judges and Scott the chair of is that I think in the past it's uh, people have gone away sometimes a bit deflated or they, they feel that they've kind of failed in some way and that, that's not what we want them to walk away. They haven't failed, they've just not been successful this time. And I think and I hope they go away with the feedback because we give a feedback at the end of the judging session of whether they whether it's successful or not successful. Uh, the, with the feedback they get, we we hope they take that forward and it's they go away having a positive experience. They might be disappointed for a day or two, of course, if they're not successful. Um, but hopefully it, they grow as a as a photographer and um, that that it's just you know that people learn the most through failure. It, it is I know it's kind of a cliche, but it's, it can be very true as well. And for anyone listening who's at that cusp of either becoming qualified or going for the next level, what benefits do you think photographers get out of going for their qualifications? It's a brilliant question and one I have to answer and defend all the time. Um, if I get a qualification, licensure, associate or fellowship, is it going to get more customers? The answer is no, it's not. But will it improve you as a photographer? Will it uh, push you forward? Will it make you think about, or even re-engage, or make you fall in love with what you do again? Then absolutely. Will that affect your business? Of course. It's uh, it's it's all about qualification. Is about pushing yourself forward and taking yourself out of the comfort zone, and maybe stepping away from your business a little bit to do something different. That hopefully then um, you'll see that come through your normal standard workflow, and that will get your customers. Yeah. So that that's. That's why I feel it, it really helps. And also it gives you confidence. Um, I know a number of, including yourself, a number of photographers who get to the pinnacle, which is a fellowship, actually that's when they really blossom. The, the work improves in leaps and bounds once they, they kind of hit the fellowship level. Yeah, I'd have to say, I think for me, each letter I gained was almost like permission to be better. Mm -hmm. Up until then, I was trying to prove I was something. Yeah. And after that, I was given the freedom of that. It's a really weird, for me at least, a really yeah. weird psychology. I think one question that does run though is, I mean, this is a parallel quite a few of us use, which is that the LAF qualifications are a little bit like, or analogous to the Michelin star system in the restaurant industry. Yeah. But if you go to the advertising for a restaurant and see the Michelin stars on there, society, our particular population knows what that means. How do we get that message across to customers that there is a value? Because I think... Yeah. Well, let me ask you a slightly different question. No, I can answer that one. Well, I was going to say, how are we going to market and make this, make qualifications have not just the value of development, which I, yeah. you know I believe, yes. 
but also a marketing collateral as well. So there's, there's, a, there's a number of things we can do. Um, some of, even our long-term members will say to me, well, my client doesn't know I'm, I'm a member of a professional organisation, I'm qualified. My question is, well, why don't they know that? And I say, well, it, it's, it's simple. You, you've got to tell them. If you don't tell them, they'll never know. And it might be that you say it in passing or when you start doing a consultation or you're pitching for work, it's a, it's a two or three second thing to say, uh, and by the way, I'm fully qualified with a British Institute of Professional Photography and um, I hold the whatever qualification. And that should be reassurance for you as a, as a purchaser or a, or a client of photography. So that's from what you can do as a, as, a, as a photographer. What we can do as an association is that we're, we're more and more now, we're just starting to ramp up our social media. We're getting in touch with people like the BBC. We're already getting calls from the BBC to make comment on photography and, and our association is becoming seen as uh, the, the experts to do with photography. We're a long way to get to where we need to be, but we're getting there. So, that, so that's one thing. And the other thing that we do, we're doing, and uh, this is kind of a, nobody knows about this, so this is kind of a... <laughs> you, <laughs> hey, we're recording this, right? <laughs> I hope you're recording this. Is that we're now starting the process of getting our qualifications recognised by Ofqual. So that um, it will be government recognised, um, and then we can go to the government and and you know maybe help with legislation and things like that. But certainly it will become a there's a, we've, again it's the start of a journey, and uh, we've got somebody working on it who's done it before for 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 other things. So we've we've got the right person to to help us do that. But we at some point we want our licenship, associate and fellowship to be a government recognised qualification with Ofqual. Okay, how do we? If we do that, and I think, I think that's a good move, <laughs> background noise, how do we prevent them becoming like a GCSE? It's not a GCSE to me. It's far more glorious than that. Yes, I understand that and agree with the logic yeah. of going to Ofqual. How do we make them, how do we celebrate So again, I think it's a two-pronged kind of attack, really. It's, again, photographers after talk about it and uh, celebrate you're right celebrate and and also we've got from press point of view to talk to the press about uh, what we're doing and what it means so that's our role but again it's down to you as a photographer to celebrate it and talk about it as well so the general public can start to because because that's right I mean I don't go to I'm not I'm not a fine diner um, I'm a kind of pie and chips kind of guy <laughs> As you well know, but I, I still not, I st <laughs> well, thank you for that. But I, I I do know what a Michelin star is, and I do understand the process of it. And you know the coloring culinary experience you're seeing on TV all the time. So it's just exposure. It's just exposure to the general public about what what uh, our what our association and what these um, qualifications mean. So twice you've alluded to. It's down to the photographer. As well as... as yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I understand that. Yeah. How do we help photographers? How do we equip photographers to use the qualifications as the reason? I mean, you and I know this stuff works. I have a business that was premised around qualifications. Yes. I did it. But how do we help other photographers get that into their heads and get the mindset and understand the value or the potential value of being qualified? Well, that, that, again, that, that's down to us, uh, educating our membership and outside of the membership and when we draw new photographers. And also, um, 
PF photographers explaining kind of down to people why it's important is one of the big kind of roles that we need to do. But also we help now, for example, all these photographers who will walk away in the next day with these qualifications, we've already prepared press releases for them. So photographers are generally, and we've had this discussion before, are generally fantastic photographers. When it comes to maybe sales and marketing of their business, they struggle a little bit. So we're trying to support that now by pre-preparing press releases that they just have to fill in the name, fill in another line, get it off to the local press. Uh, but it is incumbent on them to do that when we can't do everything for them, but we can support them with the, with the structure and the, the, the foundations to do that, which will hopefully then, you imagine we're going to hopefully walk away, what, nine or ten qualified photographers in the next two days. That's a huge story. We'll send something off to the national press if they... Uh, Photographers have qualified, send it off to their regional press. It's just about kind of gaining momentum. Yeah. Uh, last question on, uh, well, last question for this interview. At the end of today, what would you love to be able to say? What would you, what would excite you? What would you love the, the, the culmination of these two days to be? Well, to, for me, it, started, it kind of started six months ago, uh, the, the, the preparation um, and things even down to what the, the, the way we've changed the qualification, how, how, how we decide if, if somebody's at the level where they get qualified. It just simple things like um, getting, you know, getting everybody here all at the same time. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, the whole process uh, is, has been going on for six months. And then the, the pinnacle of that is obviously having, uh, we'll have had 15 photographers uh, come through the door in, a, in, in the last couple of days. And for them to walk away, for me, uh, feeling that they've had gained value from it, that they've learned from it, um, that's that's what I want. It's you know my job is to for our members to feel that they're getting value from the membership. So as long whether they're successful or not successful, as long as they go away and feel I've learned something, and also for the judges, the judges give up their two days of their time absolutely free. We do cover their expenses, but that's it. It's they've given two days of their valuable time for, for absolutely nothing and. You know, I can't thank them enough for that. And, and hopefully they're getting stuff as well. I mean, the discussions during qualifications and we've had dinner, well, kind of dinner, a bit of a hot pot here last night. That's where the value is, the networking. And people kind of meeting and talking about the businesses and how they can improve and what they've been doing to be successful. Obviously, we're, we're still in this pandemic and uh, it's really important that we keep each other kind of buoyant yeah, and positive. Safe. <laughs> and safe, which we have. We've all been wearing first masks, I might add to that. So here we are now at the end, at the end of two days of judging. And so I managed to get each of the judges in front of a microphone and ask the same question. What was a highlight? And what would you say to a successful candidate and to a candidate who wasn't successful this time round? Goodness me, my highlight... Um, is certainly seeing people that I know and people that I don't know achieving their goals. It's really lovely to be there, especially when they've put so much hard work into it and to see the emotion that they have is, is incredible. And having all of the judges have been through it and we know how much it really means to them when it, when it goes through. So no, that's when people are successful, that's the bit that I love. The highlight for me I think two things, obviously seeing the work, which I've really, really enjoyed, some panels in particular, uh, but also the judges and listening to the judges' comments. That's the thing I find really interesting, particularly hearing 
photographers from other disciplines that I'm not often involved shooting that sort of thing hearing what they have to say about the images getting the different opinions the different views and I love the discussions and the debates love it uh, the wildlife panel um, I just thought it was visually stunning beautifully printed um, uh, one thing I like to see is is not only animals but animals in their environment and, and it just ticked all the boxes it was a beautiful panel that, that was the one that I, I said earlier on that I wanted uh, I hoped a panel would make me go wow and that was the panel that made me go wow the highlight are the people who've been successful seeing the amazing work that they brought in um, seeing some really really good work for these assessments and it's yeah learns a lot about the different genres of photography and um, learning from other people's comments uh, which I found really interesting because you have your own points of view on a certain on images on anything and to hear other people's points of view it just opens up you know a wider perspective of everything that's a difficult question to answer I think because I've taken away so much. Um, I, I, I think when people approach qualifications with genuine, and I'm going to use the P word, passion. <laughs> <laughs> which I never do. I hate that word. I, and, and, and hate's a strong word as well. I, I dislike that word. And, and, and for, for listeners at home, the reason why I dislike the word passion in a professional sense is that you wouldn't, employ a passionate plumber to do a job if he was rubbish at it just because he had a passion for plumbing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um but uh, i mean i think the people that have that have shown professionalism the people that have shown a respect for the process and the people that have shown genuine care for their craft i think is probably a best way to put it are the people who've been most successful and the people that we want to see go on to do bigger and even bigger and better things my journey through qualifications got me to a place that at times in my career I never thought I would get to and that's the benefit of qualifications that's that's what it does to you it, it pulls you and pushes you to places that you wouldn't you wouldn't otherwise believe that you could go and um, uh, as a famous philosopher once said only those who push themselves too far will realize how far they can go and uh, I think that's what's been so good about today is that the panels today and yesterday is that the panels we've seen that have had love, care and affection thrown into them have been a joy to, 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 to indulge ourselves in. And for the lucky candidates, which is mm. a good proportion this time around, who have succeeded yes. and gone on to either attain fellowship or to the next letter in that journey, yes. what would you say to them to do right now? To the, to the ones who have achieved fellowship? Any, anyone that any, was successful. Just been successful. I mean, there's slightly different things. You get to fellowship, there's a slightly different thing oh, to get into LI. Oh, well, I, give, I give the same advice that my mentor gave me, which was, which was stop, just for a minute. Yeah. And don't, because I, I came out of the room for, for two of my qualifications going, right, next, come on, let's go. And, and my mentor told me, no, stop. Enjoy this one, promote it, tell your clients about it. Smell the roses a little bit, realize where you came from. And your next project will come to you if you're that way if you're that creatively minded your next project's going to come to you and and it should and it will sing you're on the you're on the train now the hardest part sometimes is getting on the train they're all getting off all getting <laughs> <laughs> <as we. laughs> this is why we're still and, and and that's and that's why when we've said it 
there's, there's, there's lots of reasons to, to do this process after fellowship, to, to be involved in the judging and to be involved in the mentoring. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's days like the last two days that we've had. The fact that we've been able to indulge in, in our other fellows' comments on, 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 on panels of work and their experience and all of that, you know, it, 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 it's a great lesson for us. You never stop learning. No, absolutely. And for the one or two photographers who weren't successful this time yes. round, what would you say to those guys? I actually find this sometimes quite quite easy. I think the point is is that you've just failed at a, failed. Oh, oh, I've been told not to use that, word. that word. You've not succeeded at a specific process. It's always happened. Yeah. Is it you just didn't win this? I, I used this last night. A sprinter, like a, a sprinter who's a world champion who doesn't win like a, 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 an Olympic event, doesn't mean they're a bad sprinter. They just didn't win that specific event on that specific day. And there's a procedure that maybe you just got waylaid from, maybe you didn't invest time in a mentor. And we've, we, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to bring us up, me and you got to sit down just do a long form podcast on mentoring and associations and everything really, I think in the whole industry, just a, just a nuts and bolts one. It doesn't mean that you're a bad photographer, it just means you didn't succeed at this process at this time. But there is a way to do that. And I'll go back to the thing I said probably on day one, I hope I'd said it so you can refer back to it. Everyone that goes through the process, whether you, whether you pass or you're not successful at different points in that process, everyone who goes through the process and sees it through to whatever their finish point is, is always fundamentally a better photographer at the end than when they started. That's what I would say. And you did say that. <laughs> I remember recording it. You did. If you were to give a single pearl of wisdom to someone who's thinking of going for an L and A or an F in the future, what would it be based on what you've seen over the past two days? Preparation. And within that preparation, get a second opinion, whether that be a mentor or a fellow photographer you admire. And the other thing is print quality. Think about print quality. Um, are you preparing your files correctly? Are you getting them printed correctly? Are you mounting them correctly? Check them and check them and check them. And it, it's so frustrating when you might see a great image that's printed badly. So print is really, really important. And to the photographers who've uh, just successfully passed, what would you suggest they do with their newfound letters? Well, obviously they need to congratulate themselves and pat themselves on the back initially, and then use it as a springboard to improve the quality of your day-to-day -day photography, would be my opinion. Because I, I think uh, with any qualification, I think maybe particularly with fellowship, it will, further, it will spurn you on to go better. These qualifications lead to you becoming a better photographer, I believe, in yourself. You see what you've achieved with that particular panel and to start to push that more and more in all the work that you're doing and pushing yourself forward without any shadow of a doubt. And to uh, the one or two who haven't been successful this time around, what would you say to those guys? Do it again. Try again. Definitely without any shadow of a doubt. It might have been something silly that's let you down. It might have been something major. But take advice. Talk to other people. Seek advice from other photographers. Come forward and do it again because you will do it. And let's face it, you know, we've, the judges have been saying that over the last couple of days. We've all been there. We've all had our ups and downs in qualifications. So I know it's tough, but you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you move forward. It's the only way. And um, and you'll come back even better. And that's what we want to see. We want everybody to succeed, yeah. really. That's yeah. the honest truth. The 
I think I'd like to see people relax more. They seem to be putting themselves under so much pressure. And, and for me, the qualifications is all part of enjoying the journey through them. And, and, and I understand how they get under pressure. And I, I could understand why they're so nervous about it. But um, I'd, I'd like to, I hope they enjoy the process. Um, I know they enjoy it when they've, they've passed. But just, just, just to chill a little bit more, if, if you can. It most certainly would be to be getting a mentor and really use the time that you have with that mentor and really kind of make the most of it, suck everything in that they tell you because they've been through the experience themselves and they can really guide you. Otherwise, you're coming into it blind and it's it's really important not to do that. You need to know every parameter that we look at when we're judging those prints. And... For, for our successful candidates mm -hmm. over the past two days, how do you recommend they make the most of what they've just oh, they achieved? Certainly be promoting it to their clients, it, you know, newspaper articles, podcasts, get it out there and let everybody know because it's an amazing achievement that it's really, you have to be so brave to put a panel of work together for your peers. It, it's really quite hard. So when you're successful, shout about it. And for those who were not successful, what would you say? Again, go get a mentor and understand the reasons why you weren't successful because that was most probably the case. And it's go and listen to advice, show your work to new eyes. We can get so very much emotionally attached to our work that we can't see what's actually going on. So yeah, just ask loads of people for advice and help um finally scott johnson you know what i think seeing as always seeing the smiles on people's faces and the emotions when when you, when you say you've been successful congratulations and the sense of relief because we've all been there we've all done it we've all you know put our heart on the line to be judged by our peers and to see the reward that you can see in the delegate that's entered and and to think yeah you know what i've been validated i, can, I know what i'm doing this is perfect and to see that sense of relief but also the hunger is right now what, now what? And I'm a, you know, as I said before, I'm a competitive guy. And to think what people that passed their associates this week, what they're gonna be doing next, it's exciting to be part of that process. And what's the one thing you've taken away from it? From it? Uh, you know, to, to listen more, I think. What, what I have loved is, I love being in the conversation. I was very privileged to be on a panel today and, and you know, and, and pass uh, a panel. Um, but to step back and listen more because I'm too I'm too quick to give my opinion when it's my time to give it and the fact that I wasn't allowed to give it it made me stop and think and actually I should listen more and that's what I'll take away just stop and just listen more to what's being said uh, for the candidates who've been successful over the past two days there's been the majority were successful yes. not all uh, what single pearl of wisdom I'm not going to say advice but what would you what message would you give to those guys today tomorrow the week after just don't stop keep going no ride this wave just don't don't see this as a reason to think right that's that that I can relax for a couple of years now before my next uh, my next submission I I hit the ground running I went from L to fellowship in two and a half years because I didn't want that wave to crash onto the beach uh, so just keep going keep pushing forwards take the points on board from this week and just go for it and then let's see you in 2021 or 22 and see what you can do and to the few candidates who this time round were not successful what would you say to those guys? same thing keep going just keep going don't, don't take it on the chin 
Um, you know, we, we want the standards of the institute to be of such a level, and you know, to not perceived to be at that level when you put your heart and soul into it is soul destroying. But you know, this is quite a dark moment for those photographers. And if you can be still see the best in yourself when having not been successful, imagine how bad, how fun it's going to be when you are successful. So just keep going, take the points on board, and just go for it. And again, we'll see you next year. And we'll see what you can do. <laughs> and on that final note. I hope that's been enlightening. I was going to give a summary of my views at the end of this podcast, but frankly, an hour into a podcast, I'm guessing it's time to call this one a day. Uh, So I'll record another episode with some of my thoughts and observations from the two days of qualifications judging. Uh, If you fancy getting your qualifications done, and I can highly recommend it, there is, as several photographers here said, several of the judges said, there really isn't much of a downside. Yes, it can be expensive. And of course, it does mean you're exposing yourself creatively at least. Uh, and that can be nerve wracking. But at the end of the day, everybody who goes through this process comes out a stronger, better, more creative photographer. So if you fancy it, do get in touch with whatever association it is that you are a member of. If you're not a member of one, then there are plenty that you can join. Uh, the British Institute of Professional Photography, the Society of Wedding and Portrait Photographers, the Master Photographers Association. These are three, but to name a few. And on that happy note, please do email me if you have any questions at all about the content of this podcast. I can be reached at paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. That's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. And remember, until next time, be kind to yourself. Take care.